Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Blessings and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I am a spiritual life coach, minister, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. It's so wonderful to have you here with me for another episode. And our episode tonight is entitled Protect your peace. And I am so excited to have this beautiful sister here with me this <laughs> evening and to talk about peace. And especially in this time of pandemic, we have uh, found it difficult to find that peace Yes, because we have been in the space of fear. We have uh, you know, been in the space of trying to navigate in this space, there's been some uncertainty. So for some, peace has been something that has been hard to find. But if in some instances you've been able to find it, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be able to protect it. You want to be able to preserve it. So that, that way, as things are changing, that's something that can be a constant. And so, you know, we're going to dig right into what peace means and what this means and how this looks. And uh, at this time, as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest introduce herself and we'll get into it. Take it away, sis. Hello. Greetings, everyone. My name is and I am Sekhmet El Shakti Lioness. And I am an empowerment coach for some, a spiritual advisor, but primarily I help and assist women of color to use self-care as the ultimate love language when transitioning through their healing process. Um, And for me, that looks like professionally being a life coach. Um, I own, well, I am the owner of a space that I've been entrusted with called the Lotus Wellness Lounge here in Atlanta. And it's a meditative space for women and men of color to honor our souls through self-care. And so my main focus has been um, Reiki energy healing. And so I have been in a very intuitive space lately and just learning how to not only deep dive into myself, but administering through loving care and loving kindness, a cultural mothering effect of Reiki healing through my clients. And it's just been an amazing experience. I am an author of three books with the next one, Protect Your Peace, coming out hopefully in July. Hopefully. It's done. Done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> and honestly, um, you can sign up for what I'm calling the waitlist to Wusa at protectyourpeace.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm really just truly living in the now. Yes, yes. yes. Well, I, mean, I am so glad to have you here. I had an opportunity to meet you uh at my uh prior church home and uh you're just such a beautiful spirit so i'm so happy to have an opportunity to reconnect with you i've had an opportunity to hear you speak and uh have just been blessed by the many things that you are doing in and through this community and in and through the african-american experience so i am so grateful that you're here with us and and you know i love the reiki aspect because uh actually in a three more days it'll be a year since i became a vital light reiki master myself under Zena. so yes Yes. yes so i am just excited about you know you know the energy and and being able to to see how those things are manifesting and like you said it's it's definitely been a season so let's let's talk a little bit about that because (laughs) <laughs> we have we have been uh, i mean let's let's just start at the beginning where what were things going what was happening in your life prior to the pandemic right before the pandemic started literally today as we're recording this i'm going to give the time of the day it's march 26 2021 a year ago, I just checked my Instagram. I had done a Reiki session on a past lover a year ago today wow. who I was in a situationship with for seven years. Wow. 
I kept asking all these different questions because something wasn't right between us. And he allowed me to do a session on him. I did the session, the intuitive skills, the ancestors came uh-huh. up and showed me everything that he was not willing to share. And I was just like, wow, wow, wow. So what that did for me was I was, you know, slowly trying to put pieces of my life together. You know, this healing journey, it's, it's long and tedious. Yes, it is. It's very laborious. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow. And when I confronted him and he confirmed what I saw and I knew then that I was really tapped into the spirit, I had started to accelerate the conversation between me and the spirit realm because it was just me going back and forth of like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. How do I make this work? But that day, one year ago today, I was just like, wow. And I started a process called the queening activation just to help me detox the rest of my emotional journey. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And I can imagine. And then <laughs> the pandemic hits and, and the world stands still. And you're like, the world, what is happening? But you know what? Honestly, 2020 was a, a, was a rough year. We all can attest to that. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I just felt so much peace because I got to really just ground into what the spirit was saying. The world and the physical 3D interactions had stopped, but spirit was just active. And so it just allowed me to just connect in a way where I could see signs and omens and participate in a conversation that was higher than me and bring that conversation down and then make it a lifestyle. So 2020 on the spiritual side was discipline and activation. Yes. Yes, and I was and not believe that, and, and that's yeah. the thing. I think it's it's interesting because some people say, "Oh, you know, it was a horrible year," but just like you said, for some people spiritually, it was mm-hmm. such a such a year of abundance, yes. of awakening, of, of yes. opportunities to really, like you said, tap into mm-hmm. those things that that were in in a space uh, in a realm that was higher than ourselves. And so, yeah. uh, just like you said, you are speaking truth there. So, yeah. I mean, you know, like, ah, you know, you, you find it <laughs> and it's like, okay, so now what do I do with this? But just like you said, it took you to a space of peace and what yeah. it looked like. Well, honestly, though, that peace was slightly overshadowed by what we call shadow work. Because with all of that stillness, you really have to catch up to what your mind has been telling you in addition to the spirit. So I'm sitting there, you know, some days it was cool. I was going to meditate in the parks. And then some days I couldn't get out of bed because I was like, this is too much truth coming my way. Like, this is just way too much healing that I was playing around with. And it just slammed on me. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Either I'm going to survive this or I'm not. And it got uglier. Right. Right. Shadow work is no joke. We did have a, we had a show previously with, um, I guess, uh, and a dear friend of mine, and she talked about shadow work. And that's mm-hmm. something that is, is really, you know, it, it puts you in a space of, of looking at yourself in the mirror, taking a good hard look at yourself and yeah. the things that are going on in your life and, yeah. and trying to do that. And, and just like you said, it, it can be very unsettling. It is. It's very and unsettling. I- mm-hmm. I think that a lot of us, especially culturally, so a lot of my dialogue is centered in being an indigenous woman. I don't like to say a black woman because that's a classification, but being an indigenous woman and just having generational issues and plagues and diseases. The thing about shadow work is that a lot of people, and I'm finding this through my clients, may not be able to distinguish what is shadowy in their life or what is actually dark because they've been generationally conditioned in an unhealthy element. You know what I mean? So some people can't tell the difference. There's no area of distinction because everything that is unhealthy has been their healthy norm. You know what I mean? But if it hasn't really added value to you, if it hasn't promoted you in a way where you can expand your soul and prosper as a human being, as a woman of distinction, as a man of distinction, you are not in an environment that is conducive to your growth. Mm. 
And I had to really learn that. Like I was thinking smart last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I did big things. Okay, okay, you you mm-hmm. get it. But <laughs> when I realized that I just kept going in mental cycles and I had no true evolutions, just ascending thoughts, but I wasn't progressing with those thoughts in action, then I realized, okay, so you just gonna be a child of the spirit. And so when that happens to you all, just trust that spirit will never take you so far out of place that it will not, your ancestors, the angels, the most high won't bring you back to where you need to be. Right, right. And that's, that's been my 2020 journey. Yeah. And so here it is. You, not only are you experiencing that, you know, I'm sure that you had clients that were going through the same thing at, mm-hmm. at the same time. So I can imagine yeah. how, how that must look because you're trying to, to go through things, <laughs> you know, on, on a spiritual realm for yourself. And then here it is, you're having to also provide and support for, for a lot of your clients. And so yeah. did you see a shift in, in, in what the, what your clients were asking for during that time? who were my prayer was that last year before you know the onset of the gridlock was please bring me spirit whoever you need to be healed through the aspect of our relationship so when I was receiving people that was coming by referral I've never put up an ad you know what I'm saying but I have like clients that I have to turn away so when people were coming to me I started to realize that when I immediately was healed of something or I was in agreement and alignment with a certain shift, then they would come to confirm either, yeah, you ready for the next level or you ain't get that right yet. So they would be crying through their session and, you know, I would be like, please issue, oh God. And I'm like, just put this on pause so I can get them out of here. Then I'll ugly cry. Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. So what that looks like for me is my healing journey is dealing with my mother wounds, my daddy issues. You know, I'm very open with saying that my mom, she decided that mother and me, you know, at the age of 12 was just not something she could do anymore. But, you know, she unceremoniously put me on her house and it was no warning. So that set the precedent for me in terms of all the relationships I had with black women, friends, associates, mentors, it all got messed up at that phase. So when people come to me, I know immediately, okay, you've got a mother issue or you've been sexually assaulted and you need to get spiritual release from that you need to be recalibrated cellularly so when they're coming I already know just based off of premonition and prayer I pray before each session but I know that when they come to me there's been a certain breakthrough that I've had that allows the attraction of whoever is coming to me to immediately have that breakthrough experience wow you know what I mean yeah so it's no real intake and dialogue and it different it differs from therapy whereas you know I'm writing an assessment I'm literally scanning your body language spirit is talking to me while I'm looking at you and I already know right and so I've been blessed that I can say 10 out of 10 times I'm always accurate and that's because of me being tapped into the spirit Mm -hmm. and just doing all the work that was necessary for me to do wow and you see and it's a process Cause like you said, it's a it process is. to be able to go through, you know, being able to coach and being able to, to tap into what it is that, that, you know, your clients need, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, and, and so much of it is still a, a, a part of our own personal journey, our it own is. personal processes. And there's never a time when a coach doesn't need a coach. And you know, I, I've talked about that all the time, you know, when it comes yeah. to coaching, even myself as a coach, I need coaching. There's never yeah. a time or a season where, where we're not constantly looking at and assessing the things that we're doing personally said that way we can, you know, be able to assist and be able to walk al- alongside those who need us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? that That's a big space. So let's talk about this whole aspect of peace. And let's talk about this whole asset, uh, you know, aspect of protecting your peace because you know like you said you okay. you're, you you have a book that's coming out in July and it's called protect your peace and it is yes. the seven virtues of sacred sanity yes. love it I'm excited guys get on the waiting list because I am yes. already on there <laughs> when it drops 
I'm getting my copy. So I want yes. to do the same thing. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, what was the premise behind uh, writing this book? So I turned 30 in 2017, I think. Okay. Look, I'm way over the hill now. But <laughs> I count. I'm like, Carrie, just... <laughs> please don't make me get my calculator out. Cause... <laughs> so I was turning 30 and literally I had just got out of... I hate to tell myself like this, but I had just got out of another situationship where I was living with somebody and I was immediately told I had moved out of Georgia and I was immediately told when I met this person, don't even, don't even, you could be fast, but don't be that fast. And I was like, well, how fast is fast? And so long story short, it was so bad that I had to come back to Georgia, live back with my grandmother. And I was just like, my life is not doing anything that the vision board said, because I right. was a proponent of the vision board. Yes. This is what's on the board, one, two, three. Right. And it was like, I was living in seven, six, four. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I was just really having a moment. And spiritually, I think I had just hit a cap. Like I'm a church girl. I'm a preacher's kid. I've been in the church my whole entire life. I yeah. tell people that I think I was conceived in the church, literally. <laughs> And, you know, I just, something happened where as a faith healer, you know, I grew up in uh, prophetic ministries and learning how to exercise or exorcise demons. And I could tell you this and that. I went to go pray for somebody that was very near and dear to me. And the expectation of my faith was not met. Mm-hmm. I crumbled and immediately just that love that I had for God in that way had died so I literally spiraled out of control because my faith literally died and that's the only thing I knew I was in school for theology and seminary I purposely dedicated myself to the most high you know I wanted to be a slave to the church so to speak and I just was like I don't understand I don't have the career I don't have the following I'm not living in the penthouse downtown somewhere like what the hell is happening and then one night in 2016 uh, no, I'm sorry, 2017, um, right before my birthday, I had a very spiritual interaction with an ancestor of mine that had passed, one of my favorite uncles. And immediately I heard what you need to do is protect your peace. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I'm so used to hearing the Holy Spirit only, but I knew it was my uncle. I know, like, I know but I'm looking at you right now. And he was like, you need to protect your peace. And I was, I didn't even know what that meant. So throughout the past four years, I've been on an ancestral journey and I've been rediscovering a lot of the things that I swept under my personal rug just to help keep other people's story looking like it belongs on Broadway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was, I'm used to being an emotional hoarder. I'm used to being quiet. I can keep a secret till three lifetimes away, but spirit was tapping at me saying, okay, you don't have to hide anymore. And so it's been a chaotic journey. I thought what I thought I was maintaining as peace was actually the preservation of chaos. Mm. So I had to learn how to switch my lifestyle into surrender as opposed to being struggling and it's just been crazy that's the only way I can put it there's no decorum you know language decorum that I can use then to say because when you are in that space of being your uncompromised self and you're starting to emerge to who you truly are there's no there's no pretty way to be pretty there's no pretty way to be ugly it just you just are Right. And you pray that at the end of this journey, I walk away with my sanity. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A, a thing that she said that, that like I guess that hit me like a ton of bricks was that preservation of chaos, because yeah. that's what we do. We, we are so conditioned to, you know, protect and we're so conditioned to, to give the facade that everything yeah is okay and that if it looks okay then it is okay mm-hmm. and 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 just like you said if we make it look pretty enough then mm-hmm. it's not going to you know it, it's going to be all right and and if no one's feathers are being ruffled we're okay right but just like you're saying what you're doing is you're not 
preserving your peace, you're preserving that that chaos, you're yeah. keeping it at bay. Yes. And and you know, that's tremendous. And like you said, that's a tremendous journey to be able to to tap into the things that are going with you and 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 take a good honest look at yourself and and to be able to say, okay, I have to face my demons. I have to face yeah. these things that that you know I've swept under, I love the way you said it, swept under, swept under your personal rug mm-hmm. and to be able to expose it and say, okay, no, I want to clean that. I don't want to hide it. I want to rid myself of these things so that I can have that pure peace that you know we're we're seeking to have in our lives. And honestly, it wasn't even really that I was looking for the peace because I was fine maintaining, you know, the darkness. That's fine. But it's kind of like, I just had this visual in my head. How do you contain a tornado? You know what I mean? A a tornado is created through heat and an open area. Like it, it was not created to be in one spot. It has to flow before it can dissipate. And when you consider that you've been keeping in a tornado within yourself, you a container. If you don't let it all out, if you don't free yourself of whatever it is that's been bothering you, your secrets, your family secrets, you know, how you view yourself, how you project yourself in the world and how you interact with the world, that tornado is going to mess you up on the inside and it's going to drag you where it wants to take you. It's going to make you do things you don't want to do. I started picking up habits that I thought I left you know what I mean? So then I had to be aware and identify, okay, I'm being triggered now. How do I know I'm being triggered? Because this coping mechanism that I used to have when I was aware that I was in a dark space is now starting to knock at the door and I'm letting it in. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just had to just, it wanted to come out. So I just, over the past four years, just come out, please. Just come out. And, it's just and so that's what's been happening. Yeah. And so it's been coming out in different forms. You know, you talk about uh, the uh, seven virtues of, yeah. of that sacred sanity. Talk a little bit about those those uh, seven uh, virtues. <laughs> well, that's the part of the secret. Now, you know, that's you got to be on the wait list for that. She was like, okay, she said that's a spoiler alert. So we won't, we won't, right. <laughs> we won't do that I then. What I will say this about sacred sanity, one of the seven virtues is, um, what was it? Uncommitting, unplugging and deactivating. Now that's not the title of it, but I'm giving you the zhuzh. And one of the things that I had to learn was that it's okay to not be okay, but it's even more important to not ever plug back in to the norm that you knew. And that was the scariest part for me. And I think that is the scariest part for me even now, um, which is why I'm debuting my haircut to everyone today. Because I- those who can't see it, it is lovely because it's like I said, that face doesn't change and she is beautiful. (laughs) Yes. But I've been so accustomed to hiding you know, just being, I've always been a bigger person, you know, I've been the big girl. And so I've always had to overcompensate by looking a certain way. I had to make sure that if people didn't think I was attractive, then I really had to learn, of course, not only how to code switch, but I've had to learn how how to diversify my language in such a way that people would have no choice but to notice me through my speech. And so I, it was either that or my appearance or doing something to an overextended capacity, AKA people pleasing. Yes. And so the hardest part for me has been to unplug and disassociate from everybody, including myself, so that I can live freely within the rest of my journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It just, it all really seems like a lot that I'm saying. Right. And I think that's just for the sake of time, but honestly, this is how I feel. Either you're going to do what you feel you need to do, or you're going to become what everybody tells you. That's right. That's right. And people have told us for so long that we cannot feel our way through lives. Like, Feeling emotional intelligence is what they call it now, but Mm -hmm. before that was the word, 
we people who have been heightened um, through their sensory, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me calm down, mm-hmm. heightened in their senses yeah. have always had a certain type of spiritual projection. Mm-hmm. And that's always been masked behind how we feel. So mm-hmm. people have anxiety issues or depression or other imbalances chemically because there has been no way for us to connect freely with who we are. And so when you don't connect with who you feel you are, you can never be as vibrant of a soul as you're supposed to be. Because it all comes down to, we come here to, I believe the earth is one big fertile space and we are each walking seeds and we all have something to plant. God has given you whatever you acknowledge your most high as he is, he, she has given you an aspect of that spirit of that intelligence that you can leave your imprint, AKA your legacy. And the way that we know that God is with us, if we can't always hear and we can't always see, then God is within and we feel the spirit. Right. And so what happens is when we're not connected to the feeling and the core of our soul, then we begin to disassociate mentally. We begin to tell other people or look for other people to tell us how to identify the feeling. And that's just impossible to do. So we walk around looking for fillers. We overcompensate, you know, going shopping. Of course, it's the sex, it's the food. And we, we can never feel it because we're not intact with the voice. Right. And so the absence of your connection to that voice, to that center, is going to be how you presently experience chaos. And so I just, my whole goal with Protect Your Peace, or even how I serve humanity in the little, the smallest little ways, whether it's Reiki or saying hello or giving a stranger a hug, is I always want to feel connected to the knowing. I want to be active and activated to know that everything that I've acquired, I'm about to start crying, I'm sorry. Everything that I've acquired will not be to my detriment, right? but it will be added value to my destiny. And the only way that I can do that is to make sure that I'm taking care of me unapologetically without compromise and knowing first thing first that I am a non-negotiable and so when I tell you to unplug and evaluate I'm telling you to get out of the rhythm that you are in because if you have no harmony you're not in sync yes And that's another version of chaos. If you think of melody, if there's a note that's out of pocket, everything is just crashing cymbals. Right. Right. It doesn't make sense. And while you can look like you're doing well and you can act like you're doing well, even to yourself, you're not in a place and space of wellness because you are falling out of harmony. Right. Peace means that you are available to the process that was made for you. Mm. and that's what you need to protect it may not be a millionaire you may not be a millionaire you may not have everyone knowing your name especially in an age where people tell you about content creation to get more followers and you know do this and be this magnetic personality Mm -hmm. you don't have to try to be a magnetic personality your spirit enough is the breath of God that makes you this definitive magnanimous urging. But only when you know that you know that you are in balance with the flow, can you serve that urging? And can that urging bring you the resources that you need to never want or desire for anything outside of yourself? Ooh, child, that's worth a run. That that look, that was almost appraising. I almost took off. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, you, you make a very valid point. The one thing that you said that I absolutely love, and because it's something I believe myself, is is in that harmony. Because for me, it's not always a, not, a matter of things being a balance, a yes yeah. or a no. It's not always black and white. It's that harmony and it's that rhythm yeah. that we create. That, that allows us to be able to 
you know, to, to be able to step inside of ourselves and say, okay, I, how do I, how do I make things flow? How do I, how do yeah. I bring that, that, you know, rhythm to my life that's going to, to keep me in the space of purpose and keep mm-hmm. me passionate about those things that, that are important to me. And, yes. and I think that when we, when we negate that, or when we step away from that, or when, when we, you know, allow others to tell us how we're to be, and we don't mm-hmm. experience and feel the things that, that come to us, that we, we, you know, put ourselves in a space of disadvantage because yeah. we're no longer operating. We're just operating to please people. I say it's almost like wearing two masks. You're wearing two faces. You're wearing the, yeah. the, the, the facade that you want people to see. And then you've got this protective mask that you're supposed to wear for COVID. How do you even breathe? Yeah. How do you breathe? Uh, yes. With two masks on, with, 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 the, with that fake face on and, and then that additional mask. How do you breathe? How do you inhale and exhale when you've got all yeah. of these things covering up who you are? So, right. you know, it's just like you said, you can't discover that piece if you can't even let go of those things that are, you know, that, that you're allowing other people to make you feel. If you listen to a situation where their life was literally in danger and balance of being lost and they've narrowly escaped they will always tell you my intuition my feeling told me to leave so if your intuition or your feelings can save your life why can't it lead you into a greater knowing of the life you already know or why can't it lead you to a space where you can forget the life you had if it's not working for you but you can trust that feeling and explore something you couldn't even imagine and that's kind of really where I'm at right now. That's my headspace. I'm like, I've lost everything in the the proverbial fire. And now yeah. I just have to see I've been alive long enough to know that there's something out there that walks with me, that talks to me, that guides me when I am even in my deepest, darkest space. And it doesn't even come as a light. It just comes as a whisper. And it just won't leave. So why can't I just trust that voice? That's it. But you have to be open and receptive to it. You have to be open and stop being angry. Right. Right. Or if you don't understand it, sometimes because we don't understand something, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't take the the initiative to find out, okay, I don't understand. So so let me start seeking out someone who can possibly help me or or just, just allow it to flow. And say, okay, well, if I sit still and, and I'm quiet enough, maybe maybe what it is that I'm supposed to hear, I'll be able to hear. You but hear. if we shut ourselves off, we're never giving ourselves the opportunity to do that because we're too fearful. Oh, well, I don't understand it. We're so you know, fearful of the things that we don't understand that we mm-hmm. don't know that we can be closing the door on something that's you know meant to, to take us to a whole nother level. Yes. You know, so I'm sure that yeah. that's a part of that piece that we're talking about protecting, but it starts with taking care of ourselves. And we've, we've heard that buzzword so much. <laughs> self-care and self-care. And oh my goodness. It's like, if I hear that word one more time, right one more again. I'm like, okay, I need to find a new word because I'm getting tired of hearing something. But, but, but we understand what they mean when we talk about something. We, we have to be able to to open ourselves up and be receptive to those things that that spirit is trying to to bring to us and if we don't we're, we're doing a disservice to ourselves mm-hmm. and you know platforms like these where we can talk about uh you know peace and we can talk about caring for ourselves and we can talk about listening to those still small voices and 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 doing that shadow work that needs to be done yeah. You know, if we're not willing to open the door, then then the then the opportunities will never come. The things that are supposed to come through those doors won't have an opportunity to because we're too afraid to open them. So it starts yeah. with us. It all starts within. So that protecting of our peace sounds like to me it starts from within. It huh? really does. And it all honestly in tandem with um identifying what it is you want you have to also know what it is that you desire Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing because I I really had to limit my language because I'm very, I'm a love child. I am a hippie. You know what I'm saying? So I can go with the woo. And so I use a lot of words like prosperity and abundance and mm-hmm you know, law of attraction and all that, but I'm really learning how to limit that language because I feel like I perceive that that might be too big for some people. Mm. So when it comes to flourishing in life, I really would want you to ask yourself, what is it that I really desire? Some people don't really want an abundant life in terms of wealth. Hopefully you desire it in health, but you know, it's, people have different desires. And so me giving you what my journey and my description of abundance or prosperity or prosperous life looks like may differ for you. But if you know that you want your life to mirror a certain result, your best bet for winning or championing or conquering certain obstacles that come your way that come to test and strengthen you through certain challenges um, is for you to really just be committed to your end result. Mm, Makes sense. And I think that's where some people get a little choppy because they're like, well, I'm not manifesting. I'm trying to co-create with the universe. It's not working. I'm trying to claim my peace. It is not working. Right. What is it that you really want? Maybe you just want to feel settled within yourself, even though you may have six, seven generations of alcoholics. Maybe you just want to learn how to be the one to break a generational curse of being molested or victimized, or you just want to learn a simple technique in how to approach life in a more positive or reaffirming way so that you can just flow as you need to. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to be this big astronomical display of I finally arrived because some people don't know how to do that. But what you can do is say, I have this goal, this one little goal, and you're going to take smart steps. And you're just going to say, I just want to manage this. Right. You know what I mean? And once I manage this, then I know my perspective and life can change. And that's how you get drawn to certain things and certain people. That's really how the law of attraction begins. Mm-hmm. When you settle it down, the noise, which is peace, right. quieting down the external factors and even your internal conversation and dialogue. When you put yourself in a space that you are isolated and you can just begin to envision what a euphoric feeling is like for you, then you begin to navigate your darkness, your obstacles, your challenges, your broken relationships, those that are without and those that are within, and you can begin to do what's necessary for the life that is either given to you by choice or some people are designated to do and become certain individuals, but you really need to be committed to your commitment. That's it. That's it. I mean, I love, and that's, and that's what it's all about. Again, everything is about a process. It is a process. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that's always black and white. There's a whole lot of gray that exists within, within trying to, to navigate through it. And it's like with anything that we, uh, you know, we're talking about, even with the, with this pandemic, where where we start out in a space of fear and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and not understanding. And then we hopefully get into a space of learning. We get into a space of, of, of understanding and, and figuring out what, what's the best thing to do. And then hopefully we get into a space of growth. And, and that yes. just seems to be the, 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 uh, the classic way in which we, we deal with any type of situations that, or any type of situations that are going on within our life. It starts out with us not knowing, coming mm-hmm. to a space of knowing and doing better, and then saying, okay, what have I learned in this experience? And is that something that I can reach back and help others to, to, uh, to navigate through as a result of the growth that I've gained in it. So there is a cycle that takes place. And, and I think that this is, you know, a beautiful way to talk about protecting our peace because we, we, we want to get into, you know, a, a space of not, not always being so closed off. I think yeah. that this this um, pandemic has done that for many people 
who have seen some of the benefits in it is because they've just taken time to say, okay, I've got to let go of some of these things that I've been hanging on to for so long that made sense. And because things were going on, you know, you let the noise and the, and the, the the chaos of things that were going Mm -hmm. on around you distract you and keep you from being able to come into, you know, being able to come to a space of center and saying, okay, now I'm, you know, I'm left with me. And Mm -hmm. now I'm looking at me and where am I going Yes. This space. Where am I looking to go? Because now I don't have anybody else to distract me. I don't have anyone else to to take my attention away. Now, what am I going to do now? Where am I going to go when, when I don't have anybody to face, but me. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 So I, I've, yeah, I've learned that, um, in this process, self-honor is probably the highest form of self-care. You know what I mean? I've really had to be critically, um, I've been hard on myself, but it's been necessary in the past year to see that I have not been keeping my commitment as a goddess in her temple. And so for me, self-honor is just showing up as you see fit and as necessary and not really giving into the desires of how people would wish that you would speak to them or address them, not in terms of respect, but in terms of um, as a person and as a soul, sometimes you need to get me in my anger. Sometimes you deserve this wrath (laughs) and then I'll get to choose when I want to be pleasant. I'll get to choose how I serve out of this vessel and into yours. And that's, again, that's another component of intuition. But I was listening to Ram Das about three weeks ago, and he was talking about living in the now, living in the isness. He, what stuck out to me was him saying, who are we to say what is good? Because good can never be good enough because we'll always have a different perspective on how we should be. And so when you think about just the process of self-care, to me, if you're not honoring yourself by showing up with your voice and backing that up every time, shutting something down, (laughs) you know what I mean? If you're not saying not only with your voice, but with your actions that this is who I am, it's really about making your space, making your name known, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that I just really feel that like I, that's been a journey for me. Like that's my vulnerable moment for you. Yes, yeah. I've been I've learned I've been learning how to use my voice and really put uh, because I thought people pleasing was a bad thing, but really it's just people like myself who have a heart of service. Yes, we don't know how to stop doing and being good, and so that becomes a subject or an area of abuse for some people who are givers and takers the takers will always get uh receive at the expense of the giver because the giver never knows how to stop right but you know learning how to yield and say okay i'm only open from hours two to four right 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 i don't next time we're on the phone i don't want to hear your whole life start are you about to die Right. Like I've literally had to stop. People oh, have kept me on the phone for eight hours. Like, oh, yes. and it's just draining. Are you about to die? Right. Spirit didn't tell me you was really going to jump. So That's what it. you doing? That's it. Do you and that honors the point me. of enabling. You know, you don't yeah. want to enable. Exactly. Yeah. I can help, but, but I'm know. not going to give you everything. The, the, the running thing that I've been saying lately, I found myself saying uh, in different circles is that, you know, I want to be able to pour from a cup of overflow. So yeah. that, so that not only, you know, I want it to be from overflow so that when I pour into you, there's enough left in the cup for me. And then we could take those cups and toast one another. <laughs> Ooh, I okay. like that. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> so that's where I want to be. I, I don't want to be, that. I don't want to be too in, in a space where I'm giving so much of myself that there's nothing left. Nothing. I want there to be enough so that we can celebrate our victories together. So that yes. I'm not feeling any type of animosity towards you. And I'm not feeling, any, you know, any anger in that you've taken away from me, you know, when, when really I've taken away from myself, I've given exactly. you the keys and allowed you to do that. 
and and that's what we do. We, you know, we, we're quick to give things away to others and 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 not keep some of that. You know, you have a giving spirit, but you know, you say I'm a people pleaser or I like to give to people. Well, don't you realize that you're one of those people? Mm-hmm. You're one of those people yourself. So mm-hmm. so when do you give back to you? When right. do you pour into you? When do you give? When and that's where that whole philosophy of self care and you yes. know, doing things comes into play. But but until you get to that space, just like you said, you won't have you won't have that peace that you're looking for, because the, because there's always something that you're feeling that you have to prove, yes. and so just like you said, that when you get to that good, where, you know what what's good, who yes. who determines what good is and what that looks like for exactly. everyone. There's no exactly. standard for good. It depends on where it is. And that's why, like you said, it's so important that you're, you're doing things that are going to personally, you know, take you to that space. It's not something that you can get from someone else. It's nothing that money can buy. It's, it's a, 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 you know, the ability to be able to, to find that space where there are no disruptions for you. Right. And it looks different for everybody. So it looks, it looks different. It feels different. And it just, it's a matter of, do you own you? Yes. Do you have the proprietary rights to your own life? Right. Right. Like I've been, you know, I was kind of glad, you know, maybe I got this little gem last year, but when I had my whole breakdown, cause I didn't even tell you, like when my, my faith fell, it fell. And I like I spiraled out of control. It was nasty. <laughs> but when I came to, because I was just like, honestly, when you're transitioning faiths, and I hate to even say it that way, but when I like to say expanding my relationship with the knowing. So when you're expanding yeah. how you relate or correlate or are integrated with God. It's not something that just kind of shakes up, you know, some temporary beliefs. It's like your whole physiological self is jolted and you don't know where to go because it was like, well, how do I serve now? Right. How do I live now? What are the tenets of my bylaws now? What right. are the, right. I don't want to go to hell. Like, that was <laughs> right, <chaos>. right. <laughs> right. So I, right. That's when the chaos started to come and unravel because yes. I was like, I kept my life on quiet so that I could live a quiet life in Christ. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so now that my understanding of not only what we would call Christ consciousness, but really the lifestyle of even Jesus is and was like, I only came to do one thing right. and that was to do my father's bidding. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just feel like, I don't even remember what the origin of what I'm saying is to be honest, but when it comes to protecting your peace, what was I saying, please? You were talking about the fact that when, when you know, you, you spiraled out into a space that that was beyond something that you, you know. Let me tell you, I got lost, y'all. I apologize. Because what I was going to say was about to connect yes. into the whole relationship with God. Transitioning in and out of yourself. But right. being in the knowing Oh man, it was so good, but I got lost into the spiral. <laughs> See what happened? Right. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. So deep. It was strung together. Maybe that was just for me to just keep, but ah, oh, shucks. I just want to say this. God won't fail you. No, Whatever doesn't. God is, life will not fail you. He will not. And I, I think that a lot of people, because we are, that's probably what it was. We're, we're told how to do things and yeah. how to run our lives. That when you start to obey the spirit, not obey, submit to spirit's plan for you, you there are no rules. You know what I mean? There right. isn't, there's no good or bad. You're just right. in the flow. Like the current, that's, that's right. what you were designed to do. That's right. That's right. And it was so majestic. I kid you not, but let's change the subject because what I wanted to say. All right, it is all right. But the whole point <laughs> is, like you said, it gets us to a point. It gets us to a space of peace. You know, <gasps> we're not easily shaken, but we're Listen, learning. The preacher, the preacher in me, the preacher's kid, had that all organized. So 
I'm really mad right now. I just oh, mad. And guess what? The then come back and talk about it again another time too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no one time that you can come and be on on Thank the How you. Now podcast. You can come back anytime. Talk about anything. The platform is always here. The door is always oh open. God. But yeah, you know, but but it happens. This ha- it happens. But guess what? Such is life. Yeah. Such yeah. is life. This is the now. This is the this now. Is the now. This, this is the is now. The now. And so yeah. you know that, and it's not always going to be this way, right? You know? So just like you right. said, we we're going we're going to we're going to continue to walk in this space. We're going to continue to walk in this peace and we're going yeah. to protect it by protecting ourselves, protecting our heart, protecting who we are yeah. as, as individuals and, and, and seeing our value and our worth. And yes. that's something that's so important. That's something that even personally I'm learning. It's about, I value me. Just like people value their, 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 their games and you will stand mm-hmm. online and, and you will spend $400 for, uh, or $1,000 for a game system or for clothes and things like that, but you don't value yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't put a price tag on ourselves, but, but we, will, we will sit there and say that, you know, I have to have this, but just like you were talking about, I have to have me. Have to. I have to have me. I have, I have the rights. I have the, you know, this, this is my, you know, intellectual property. This is me. This is the only me that I have. So when do I value myself and, and let others see the value in me and know that, you know, I'm not going to just say, well, no, you can just talk to me any kind of way. You can just do things any kind of way. No, I value my life. I was brought here with a purpose. Yes. And so, so for me, it's all about value and, 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 and self-worth and, and being able to self-regulate also yeah. in, in, in so many different ways. I believe in expressing myself and being able to feel just like you were talking about earlier, have those emotions of anger thing, but we're not staying there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not living in a vacuum and allowing those emotions and things to consume us. Mm-hmm. We're taking time to say, okay, I, I was angry, but now, okay, I, I, I've, I've expressed that anger. And now what am I going to do to move past this point? So there's, there's self-regulation that has to take place. Mm-hmm. So we know that when we do have those feelings or when those desires or things creep back up, what do we do with it? Right. Right. Do we, do we, you know, go back into those same cycles? Like you said, do we go back and plug back into where we used to plug back in mm-hmm. or are we, are, are we learning new ways to do things so that we are moving beyond that space? Yes. You know, all of that, I believe is a part of peace. It is. <laughs> if, if you can't be yourself, <laughs> right. I just, I, I just, I feel so good now that especially having opened up the uh, wellness lounge and I get to hear people's story or I get to see beyond what they're telling me Mm -hmm. and I'm just like the number one thing that people who have lost themselves do is that they live in a space of regret right you know what I mean and living in the now enables you to be free yeah. To make a decision that benefits you right now, but mm-hmm. also allows your soul to keep projecting and moving forward. Yeah. And I think for me, especially, I've always said, well, I'm going to do this. Or, that's why when 30 hit and I was just like, I didn't do it. <laughs> the only thing I knew was to live in regret instead of just assessing and saying, okay, this didn't happen because one, two, three, four, or it right. just didn't happen because some things you cannot control. I am a micromanager. I need to know details upon details. And when me and God are talking or the spirit is talking and I can't understand, why did you let this happen in 1993? Right. I just can't understand why you would let this happen, God. So (laughs) I've had to really, like you were saying, just let go. But the process of let go is just not something that you can always 
decondition from immediately. Okay. Sometimes you need to take steps that will help you retract in a healthy way and say, okay, it didn't happen. Okay, I'm still moving forward. I could say that now, but I couldn't say that four years ago. No, no. I had but, to learn that. The point is that, it, that, that, you know, it, it no longer, it, it no longer consumes you. It's no longer a part of who you are. You have disconnected from that. Um, and I am no and, longer you know, just to be able to say, I used to do that. And now I don't, yeah. that's a victory in and of itself. Even if it just it yesterday, you know, yes. you've taken a step forward. And, and that's the thing. We, we, we act like everything has to be so grandiose in order for it to matter, in order for it to count. But that's uh, what we've could, been Yes, because yes, if I can get this hair to go into a bun without one little hair sticking out, then it's just like, that's a victory right there. Just one little hair, okay? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Before I would wrap this thing and they would just unravel yeah. it. But the, but the point is, is that, is that it's the little things it's that, the little that we thing. take for, for granted. Or, or we say that, oh, well, you know, because, you know, it didn't, it didn't look the way I thought it should look, that it's not a victory. Right. It's a victory. If you were able to drink your eight glasses of water today and -hmm. you may not do it tomorrow, we're not worried about tomorrow. Right now, I can celebrate the fact that I drank those eight glasses of water. And you were intentional about nourishing yourself right now. Got it. There you go. That's that self-honor. That's that divine connection. You're like, I just want to do good for me right now. That's right. That's right. And you don't need a stage to drink your eight glasses of water, Thank you. but you may have, you know, added an additional week to your life in the long run. That's it. That's because it. you're committed to the commitment of being your healthiest self. Right. And you're learning so to I'm forgive you. yourself. And that's a big thing too. Forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves and to be able to say, it's okay. All right. I may not have done exactly what I wanted to do today, but we'll see what happens tomorrow. You know, but for mm-hmm. right now, I'm going to to forgive and love on myself enough to say, okay, I'm just not there yet. Or what mm-hmm. other things can I do to get there? You know, right. so that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking yeah. for. Okay. So now before we, you know, start winding things up, because you know, well, honey, you and I can sit here and talk till tomorrow, <laughs> and I would love it. You know, that's not <laughs> That's not a problem at all. But thank you. You know, the one thing that that we always do at the end of this show is we talk about how people are living in the now. What are they doing right now to to uh, you know navigate in this space? So, what is something that you're doing in the now? Um, I am doing. I think going back to my clients because I really feel like God sent them for me, not necessarily for me to serve them. Mm-hmm. But going back to that whole self-regret and self-condemnation, mm-hmm. I hear a lot of them say what they wanted to do, but they couldn't because of corporate careers. And you know what I mean? That's a big thing for women yes. of color. Oh, yes. Ownership of your physical and aesthetic value and that property that you are as a mass, as a brown woman, is mm-hmm. that is the most revolutionary act. So I've been listening to all these stories, you know, because my mom raised my sister and I to have these thoughts of being career women, career women, career black women up until probably, you know, the late 2000s had their hair permed. They didn't have tattoos. (laughs) They were in shape looking for a high value husband. And, you know, they wanted this lifestyle to say that I belong in your system. Praise me because I belong in your system. So for me, living in the now, purposely and intentionally rebelling against that system. I don't want you to accept me. And so what I now am working on is, of course, I shaved my head. But, you know, I, I wanted piercings for the longest. Like, it seems so minute. But now that I have my piercings, I feel like I took my voice back. Like, this is my identity. I have, you know, one tattoo that you can't see, but one that I'm getting ready to get on my arm. And it seems like, okay, she's tripping over this modification. And it's not the modification, but it's me saying, in this space in which we all collectively belong, you're going to see that I am not in your uniformity. Yes. And so whatever that looks like in the moment, I'm just going to honor that I'm big, I'm brown. And I'm brilliant in it all. 
Yes. But first I had to reclaim my physical and aesthetic identity. That was very important to me, having grown up in a predominantly white institute in college and, you know, going to a very white elementary school. I, you know what I mean? I was always called the Oreo. I did everything right. But when I started to put a little bit more bass in my voice to distinguish that I'm not like Becky, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I begin to say out loud, yeah, I rock the RBG flag. Like that's necessary for me. Right. And so now standing bold in all this indigenous glory, that's why I submit yeah. myself to my ancestors now because they want to live again through us. That's right. They want to be our voice. And I'm just like, I want that too now. Yes. I have a wide nose and I love it. You know, my full lips are natural to me. And so the first thing that I can do living in the now is really accentuate and take care of my physical self, Mm -hmm. honoring my temple. And then honestly, the next immediate thing after my physical characteristics is really just honor. And I don't want to keep being repetitive with the honor, but I really do just want to live out a life of service and not be ashamed of it that's right because you know good black women have always been demonized in such a way that ostracizes them from society I'm not going to be angry and I'm not going to be bitter no matter how much you try to break me right and I'm not saying that to the outside world that's my internal dialogue with other women of color right when I either facilitate sister circles or speak at them I always say, sis, being angry and bitter is a choice. Being broken may not have been, but you get to, when you get to kill somebody with kindness and you can see that it visibly hurts them. Hello. (laughs) That's right. Okay, because you're going to get that hug whether you want it or not. You're going to get it. And I just, yeah, exactly. So I just try to be very, and it, you know, since COVID or whatever, regulations have made it a little bit more difficult, but most people that see me, they want to get an embrace, but that's, I'm very intentional living in the now by staying committed to my act of service. Yes. yes. Cause for me being a server to humanity means that I'm serving God and he's restoring himself as the source in me and I have permission and authority to be the resource so that's what living in the now means for me I get to think about God all day unashamed in a way that doesn't have restrictions from the church or a woman can do this a woman could do that she can't say this listen when we talk about church and I know I gotta shut it down but the Holy Spirit in the Bible um there was, Paul always talked to the uh, church uh, Ephesians. In the book of mm-hmm. Ephesians, he always mm-hmm. talked of the church of Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where the women in Ephesus got so filled with the Holy Ghost yeah. that you could not stop them. That's right. And that's what I want. I want to be so plugged in that you can't stop me. <laughs> there are no restrictions. Like I have such a peace in knowing that I have my life back because I decided that the rules just aren't for me. That's it. And now I know that I, God entrusts me with his people. To me, that's a marker of permission. Yeah. Like I see you tripping. But I trust that even in your trippingness, <laughs> the people that <laughs> I sent to, yes. Yeah. You, I know that you care enough for their freedom and their breakthrough that you're going to serve them in your own radical way. And that's the only way that I know out of my, the past four years of thinking that God turned his back on me because I was having this meltdown over my faith dying, literally. Oh I know that one thing that God loves and God, again, is natural law. God is your higher power. You can use it in the sense of the creator. But what I know is that God always wants his people cared for. And I know that I do that well. I know that my intentions are pure. So as long as God sends me people, he knows that I'm going to serve them with all the love that they need to break them free. to loose up every bound condition to break every generational curse to put down every stronghold to put down every ear that has been deaf to the calling that has been placed on their life I know that when you come to me you're going to get fed naturally and you're going to get fed spiritually 
there's no way that you're going to walk into my presence and then leave imbalanced. That's it. That's and it. so anything I do is me living in the now. That's I'm it. walking with God and I don't that's care what nobody That sounds like overflow. Like I said, pouring into that kind <laughs> Clink, clink. <laughs> That's right. Clink, Jesus. clink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, honey, you talk about, you know, people who come into connection with you. So tell people how they can get in contact <laughs> oh with you, honey. How is that for a segue? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. So right now, <laughs> that was phenomenal. Um, the main way that you can uh, get in contact with me is my website. My personal website is being built. So the main way that you can contact me is through my email, which is uh, mamaindysoul at yeah. gmail.com. Uh, you may have to spell that for me. Okay. So you said okay. mama. Mm-hmm. M-A-M-A uh-huh. I-N-D-I soul okay. at gmail. Um, you can sign up for the waitlist to USA at protectyourpeace.com. Yeah. And also on Instagram, I'm usually in my DMs more than anything. So at love segment. So okay. At love yes. So you have heard it here, my love. You know, it is always a joy, yeah. you know, when we have an opportunity to connect, you know. And that's how you know someone is family. That's how you know that you are in a sisterhood and that you're people, you know, when you connect, it's like you just saw each other yesterday, yes. picking up where you left off. It's not yes. like, you know, well, what, well, what are you doing? How are you doing? You already know because we're already yeah. connected. We're already soul sisters. So we already know. So like I said, I am so thrilled that you've taken the time to come and to be here and to share and and like i said get on that wait list y'all get on that wait list because when yeah. the book drops like i said i'm gonna have mine don't make me be on facebook <laughs> and everywhere else going ah i got mine and you don't have yeah. yours don't 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 let me be yeah. that person <laughs> don't do it. join me show your book too yeah. so we can take a picture together but yeah. again before before i i close things out i always ask if there are any parting words that you want to leave with our listening audience that uh, you know they can carry with them. You you've dropped so many nuggets that have given so much information. But any little thing you want to say? Yeah, I'm sorry I have talked y'all to death. Well, to life yeah. I hope. But to life, oh, there yeah. you go. I just God knows what you're going through. Yes, and you're not alone. That's. Yeah. If you need to scream, if you need to shout, whatever your form of prayer is, God is there. And if you just open your eyes to the realization that you need an answered prayer, you're going to receive it. Amen. Amen. All right. And like I said, you have heard it here. We thank you again for joining us for another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now Go on out there and protect your peace. Make sure that you are out there loving on yourself and loving on others. Again, pour from that cup of overflow and then make sure you pour into them. And then y'all take a cheers. Give yourself a little clank clank and celebrate. All right. (laughs) All right. Then that'll do it for this edition of the How Now podcast. And until I see you all the next time, I say peace. Peace.